Hey, all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, everybody. Hope you had a awesome Christmas and an awesome New Year's. I am back. Welcome to When TV Was Great. And today we are really going to be talking about an episode of When TV Was Great, of The Sopranos, Pine Barrens. You guys have probably heard of this episode. Oh, it's it's not only like funny, but it's just so iconic. I remember like before I liked Sopranos, like when I was starting to get into it, which wasn't that long. Well, it was probably like maybe early. Th- no, I was into it when it was still airing. So probably early, uh, well, the last episode aired in 2006, so probably I started watching about 2004 or 5, and uh, I remember my dad saying, the best episode of Sopranos was the one where they're, they're, they're stuck in the snow, and I'm like, hmm. And then I watched it, and I was like, yeah, this is probably the best. But it's not my favorite. It's one of my favorites. It's not my absolute favorite. It might be, though. I'd have to like list, uh, watch it again. I mean, I'm going to watch it right now, <laughs> but, um, my husband and I are, are watching The Sopranos. He's never seen it before. We are, uh, we just finished season two. We, so we just started season three last night and, uh, he's really liking it. He wants to keep going with it, which is awesome. And, uh, he has not seen this one yet. So honey, if you're listening, turn it off now before you get some spoilers. Mm. Anyways, uh, this episode aired on... Oh, no, no, sorry, guys. Uh, May 6, 2001. Way back when. It was actually directed by Steve Buscemi, which is pretty cool. Uh, he ended up becoming a character on season four of The Sopranos. He played Tony Blundetto. And I want to say he directed maybe another one. It says, I'll, I'll give you a little history here. It's from Wikipedia. I know we can al- can't always listen to Wikipedia, but... Um, it's widely regarded as one of the greatest episodes of the te- television series ever made. I don't know if I would go that far. It's definitely the best, probably the best episode of The Sopranos. But, but it is my, is it my favorite? No, probably not. But it's up there. It's really up there. Um, so like I said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go over the songs and the movies from 2001, May 2001. So... These songs, they, they, they bring back some memories for me because I definitely was listening to music on the radio back then. Uh, so this was 2001, so I was uh, 20... I just turned 21. 22. I'm sorry, I just turned 22. So the number one song, All For You by uh, Janet Jackson. Uh, number two, Survivor, Destiny's Child. Number three, Thank You, Dido. Number four, Hanging by a Moment, Lifehouse. Remember Lifehouse? Number five, Ride With Me, Nelly. Number six, Missing, Four Missing You, Case. I don't remember that one. Number seven, Angel, Shaggy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Shaggy. Number, uh, number, this is very confusing. Number eight, Stutter, Joe, featuring Mystical. Number nine, Follow Me, Uncle Cracker. Number 10, Lady Marmalade, Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, and Maya in Pink. Now, uh, this, uh, this was around the time when Moulin Rouge was out, right? I don't know what 
when it came out. We're going to go over the movies right now. I don't see any big ones yet. This is before the summer releases. But number one, we have The Mummy Returns. Number two, Kingdom Come. No idea what that is. Number three, Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, number f- That was a long time ago. Huh? I didn't know it was that old. Number four, The Mexican. Which, by the way, stars James Gandolfini. Well, he doesn't star, but he has a role in it. I'm pretty sure he does. James Gandolfini plays Tony Soprano, if you guys don't know that. Uh, number five, Pavilion of Women. No freaking idea what that is. Number six, The Caveman's Valentine. <laughs> okay. Number seven, Beautiful Creatures. Number eight, Gladiator. That was a hell of a movie, wasn't it? Okay. This is a few months before 9-11. I was, I remember, you know, we, we just started season three yesterday. And, you know, the World Trade Center is still showing in the, uh, in the intro. And I told uh, my husband, I said, I said, um, you know, this is the last season they show it. And he's like, oh, really? He's, I said, yeah, this, this whole season was filmed in 2001 and aired in 2001. And then they came back and it was, honestly, when they come back for season four, it is dark and it is depressing. They're all depressed over everything. 9-11 completely, like, uh, with uh, Tony Soprano's business, it completely changed things. Because they weren't able to do a lot of their, you know, the drug trafficking and all that stuff that they were doing. They weren't able to do it all because of the security measures now. So, and they talk about that in, I think it's the first episode. And, I, and I, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to double check on this. I'm pretty sure the first episode is called something about debt. Soprano season four. So... You can feel the depression, the sadness in season four. And they just edit, they edited the Trade Center. Oh, it's called, sorry guys. You know, you would, yeah, for all debts, public and private. I won't be doing that episode. Uh, There's definitely some I will be doing from season four, but not that one. Uh, I always just, but we were talking about that and I said, why do they take the World Trade Center out? And my husband's like, well, because it's not there anymore. And I'm like... Yeah, but don't they want to, like, keep the memory alive? And then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, the victims might have a problem with it being in there, right? Bad memories if, you know, Sopranos fans watching and they had a family member or somebody die in 9-11, you know? It's just a, some food for thought there about the <laughs> why why they took it out. Uh, I mean, and then I, I brought up, well, Home Alone 2, they, it's not in there. Or they didn't take it out on Home Alone 2. And it's a good point, right? Some movies keep it in. Some movies take it out. I think it was in uh, Vanilla Sky, too. You guys ever see that movie? I had this obsession with that movie, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, what the hell is this movie? Like, I totally, like, just... You know those movies that you watch again, like, you know, maybe 10 years later, 20 years later, 15 years later, and you're like, why did I like this? You know what I mean? That's Vanilla Sky for me. All right. Enough chit chat. Let's go ahead and get started with the episode. Uh, so I told you May 6, 2001 is when it aired. And it's season three, episode. Sorry, guys. 11. Season three, episode 11. And there were 13 episodes, I'm pretty sure, in every season. So, yeah, 13, because the next one, this one, I just want to see if there's any trivia before we get going. Yeah, here we go. Let me read some of this stuff, okay? 
he director Tim Van Patten had dreamed about the idea of Polly and Christopher getting lost in the woods during the production of season two. And after discussing it with writer Terrence Winter, presented the concept to David Chase, who worked it into season three. So it was originally going to be for season two. Okay. The forest scenes for the episode were filmed at Harriman State Park in New York. So they were, it was not filmed in Jersey. After the production team was denied a permit to film in New Jersey at the South Mountain Reservoir. Reservation, sorry. Essex County Executive James Treffinger said The Sopranos depicts an ethnic group in stereotypical fashion. Okay. There was an unexpected snowfall just before the shoot. Both the cast and the crew agreed that the snow added to the emotional effect of the episode. Fuck yeah, it did. It, that's the whole... You know, you're stuck in the snow, you know, and you got you got somebody chasing you. Speaking of, you know, speaking of uh, stuck in snow, Dexter, that whole freaking season, the new season of Dexter is just like that. Uh, the interior of the truck was shot on a soundstage. The actor's freezing breath was added in CGI. Okay. It sounds like it's cold enough to do that. Director Steve Buscemi successfully threw the stake at James Gandolfini's head in the scene of Tony's argument with Gloria Trillo. Neither Annabelle Ciora nor the prop handlers had been able to hit Gandolfini. <laughs> Pine Barrens took 12 days for shooting, setting a record for the longest episode shot in The Sopranos at the time. Damn, that is a long day. Uh, this is my favorite part. I, I've, I've heard this on many occasions, especially in The Sopranos podcast. The one that... Uh, um, 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 Michael Imperiali and shit, what's his name? The guy who plays Bobby does a podcast. Steve Sharippa. Uh, the HBO documentary James Gandolfini, Tribute to a Friend, I, which I need to watch, includes an anecdote by Steve Sharippa about the shooting of the scene where Tony picks Bobby up at Junior's house. When they were shooting, Tony's reaction to Bobby's hunting outfit, Sharippa surprised Gandolfini by entering the kitchen wearing a strap-on dildo. Tony's response and laughter, pointing at Bobby and then doubling over the sink, is the take of Gandolfini seeing the strap-on. So, we'll go over that scene, of course, but if you see it, if you watch it, you can see that it is not fake laughing. He is really laughing. And you can kind of see a little more James Gandolfini than Tony Soprano in that scene. Uh, it's one, it was nominated for Outstanding Directing for a Drama Series. Uh, he didn't... Oh, wait. He did win. Alan Taylor. Thanks, Steve Buscemi. Okay, so it did win for Outstanding Directing for uh, Pine Barrens. Doesn't say what year, but I'm guessing it's 2002. And for its 65th anniversary, TV Guide picked, picked this as the fourth best episode of the 21st century. Wow! I wonder what the other ones were. Well, I'm gonna have to look that up, but we won't do it now. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and get started. And then after, uh, I need to talk to you guys about another show I'm addicted to. All right, so we start off with um, Gloria, who is Tony's new Gumar. Uh, he starts seeing her like maybe three episodes. I got to be really quiet because my husband's home and I don't want him to hear the spoilers. <laughs> um, she's the one who works at the Mercedes dealership. Uh, they met like maybe three I don't remember how many episodes ago and the song Gloria is playing uh by them who the lead singer of them was Van Morrison who I am a huge fan of there's a lot of Van Morrison songs on this show 
um, I guess uh, everybody was a Van Morrison fan on the show for sure. Uh, so she's coming to Tony's fuck pad, as I call it, his uh, boat, the Stugats, which by the way, Stugats means balls in at Italian, which I remember reading about that. Oh, so she's coming there to meet him there and he's not there yet. And his phone rings and she answers it like an idiot. And it's Irina, his old girlfriend, the Russian, the really pretty Russian girl. And uh, she pretends to be (laughs) the secretary at Anthony's school. And of course, you know, she ain't buying it. But uh, Tony takes a phone and basically Irina tells him, you know, I left. I I couldn't really understand with her accent, but she left something on the boat when they were dating. (laughs) I guess just for a plot point that she had to call him. I don't know. And of course, Gloria's all pissed because it's another girl and he can tell that, you know, she was, (laughs) she was lying on the phone. And I guess this is like right after Christmas because I guess she took a two week vacation to Morocco, which sounds pretty cool. And they're, uh, he had a gift for her and she had a gift for him, I guess. And they get in a fight because, you know, he was talking, you know, his girlfriend called that pissed me off too, probably. And she throws his gift, which he, she didn't open yet, in the water. She just looks at him and chucks it in the water and says, Merry Christmas, and walks out. You can tell, like, this girl has some issues, for sure. I mean, you could tell from day one she has issues, but you can really tell that she's got some issues in this episode. Like, this one's really, I think he starts to realize that it's like a fatal attraction kind of thing. Spoiler alert. <laughs> The next scene, Polly's getting a manicure. Hilarious. And uh, <laughs> Tony calls him and says, gives him a job, you know, because Silvio's sick, so he can't go do his collection from the Russian, Valerie. V-A-L-E-R-Y. Never heard of that name for a guy. It's kind of cool. Uh, so he and he's got to go pick up the money, and he's like, ah, shit, I don't want to go. And he goes, well, got no choice, <laughs> basically. You never have a choice with Tony. So... He agrees, and uh, and then the next scene, Tony and Carmela are at the uh, at Dr. Melfi's office. This is like maybe their second session together, maybe third. I don't remember, guys. So they talk about Meadow, who's dating Jackie Jr., who is Jackie's uh, Jackie April's son, and you know we we met him in season two. He, he came in in season two. In fact, we just saw him a couple nights ago when we finished season two. And, you know, they don't want him dating her. They, you know, Tony has a soft spot for him because he's, you know, his best friend's son. But he just is like, nope, he's not good for Meadow. Nobody's ever going to be good enough for Meadow, most likely. You know, she's like daddy's girl. But Carmela and him are talking about how, you know, if Tony hadn't of try to break up her and Noah. Remember Noah was the African-American who Tony was like totally racist to in the, f- I think it was the first episode. Maybe No, sorry, second episode. The first episode was, there was not a lot of character development in that one. And the first episode of season three, sorry. And, you know, T just said, well, oh, so now it's my fault for pushing her with Jackie. And she goes, well, if you hadn't a set, you know, if you hadn't tried to break them up, then she'd still be with him. So it's like, who, who's worse, you know, for you, Tony, the African-American or Jackie who wants to be in the mob? <laughs> I mean, you know, so it's kind of where it le- comes down to. And then, you know, and, and uh, Dr. Melfi's like, huh, you guys are kind of getting along better. She goes, yeah, it's been better. 
you know, we don't fight as much anymore. Gee, I wonder why. Because Tony's getting laid regularly with a new Gumar. Tony's happier now. Ugh. Anyways. I, dig I digress. So the next scene, Jackie and Meadow are at her dorm and they're playing Scrabble. And Meadow has all these big words like oblique and... <laughs> and Jackie thinks that it's a Spanish word. Oblique? Q-U-E. Too funny. She's like, um, you should know English. You're you're in college. He goes, yeah, I'm not an English major. I mean, these two are obviously so not right for each other. They're 100% opposite. And uh, then he spells out the word ass, as in give me some ass. And she's like, no, I'm sick. I don't want to do anything. Of course, that's the last thing you want to do when you're sick. And he decides to bail. He's just like, you know, he's like, no, you're sick. You need your rest. So he takes off and leaves her. Real nice guy when she's sick. Then the next scene really reminds me of Pulp Fiction. They, uh, Polly and Christopher are standing at Valerie's apartment door and they're having like this conversation just about random everyday things, you know, and they're not hitmen, but they are coming to collect money. They're, uh, what are they called? There's a name for it. <laughs> There's a name for it. I just can't think of it right now. And, you know, they're talking about what the Cuban Missile Crisis, all kinds of random things and it just cracks me up. So... They knock on Valerie's door. They go in. Valerie's just like, he gives no shits. He's like, whatever. What the hell do you guys want? He is just like, he's already drinking. <laughs> and they say, where's the money? It's on the entertainment center. I can't do Russian. Sorry, guys. And uh, they get it. And it's all there. You know, there's no problem. But then uh, Polly is like kind of making fun of all the, he's basically saying, you know, you came here. You know, before you came here, you were wiping your ass barehanded, and now you got all these expensive electronics. So I don't know what the point of that was for Polly. If he's like, <laughs> I don't know, he's just maybe just like racist. I don't know, like, you know, prejudice, whatever. But uh, he picks up the this huge looks like a calculator. It's a universal remote, and Valerie's like, put that back, put the universal remote back on the entertainment center, and Polly's, he's like. He's like, excuse me, you're not giving, you're not going to give me orders. And he says, he says, oh no, no, you're not going to come to my house and, and, you know, mess up my stuff. And then Polly just like, he goes, oops. And he drops it over his shoulder and it breaks into a million pieces. And Valerie calls him a cocksucker. And that's all, that's it for Valerie. So, so Polly, uh, attacks him. Christopher helps. They, uh, they kind of like strangle him, not not to death, but they strangle him with a uh, barbell or something. They break his windpipe, I guess. And then Christopher's like, what the fuck? What do we do now? So uh, he's like, I, 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 had to, I had to do it. Chris, uh, Polly's like, I had to. He called me a cocksucker. So, you know, I, I guess that's his trigger. I don't know. So then they they have to get rid of the body. So this is where the story starts. So apparently Tony and... Gloria made up because she's in bed. I guess he just got dressed after. I don't know. She's in bed. Oh, my, oh, maybe she was waiting for him. She was like naked waiting for him, I guess. And uh, they're exchanging. I guess you know she apologizes for for not answering his phone and being you know being a bitch. And she gives Tony his gift that she got him in Morocco. It's like a really nice robe. And that's pretty much that scene. <sighs> I gotta take this. Yeah. Tone, it's me. We saw that guy, but we had a problem. Got a little physical. 
You're just supposed to pick up the money. We did, but he started giving us some shit. Freak sucker punched me. Oh, hang on. <coughs> what? Hang on. <coughs> Where are you now? Rest stop, Garden State. Where's the guy? With the luggage. Are you fucking kidding me? You're breaking up, I can't hear you. I said, are you fucking kidding me? It got bad, T. We had no choice. I'm supposed to meet, meet Slava later. What the fuck am I supposed to say to him? It's okay. Nobody was around. What do you want to do? You use your own judgment, but whatever you decide, you do it way the fuck away from me. You understand? Motherfucker. Okay, so they, Sony and Gloria were interrupted during during sex. That's why he's like breathing heavy. Uh, So the funniest part about this scene is that that when Polly says, he sucker punched me, the look Christopher gives him is hilarious. It's like, you motherfucker why are you lying i mean basically it was polly's fault right so why are they what why he it's why is he like i don't know i mean he's got to make something up i guess but this whole thing is polly's fault christopher had nothing to do he was helping him you know restrain the guy to so they could beat him up you know but this is not his fault at all so you know that kind of ruined the mood for gloria and tony but they uh they, they don't seem too upset and she doesn't seem, you know, she's, she's being cool and she's like, well, you're coming, you know, she invites him over for dinner to her house. So that's where we leave that. We could dump him down the shore. It's too light out. We should wait. Got a Roy Rogers over there. You hungry? First things first, Chrissy. I know. I'm just saying. I didn't eat breakfast. Most important meal. How you doing? Let's take them down to Pine Barrens. That's South Jersey. It's perfect. It's fucking deserted down there. We take them in the woods, dig a hole, end the story. Fucking snow all over the ground, that's some hard shit. I got a shovel I use for digging the car out. Best part is, we'd be like 20 minutes from AC. We get a room, freshen up, little blackjack. Fuck that, I gotta eat something. We'll go to Morton's, have a steak. This way the day won't be a total loss. Okay, so this is just kind of a little bit of foreshadowing. Christopher hasn't eaten anything all day. Didn't have breakfast. Yes, I agree, Polly. Breakfast is definitely the most important meal. If I don't have breakfast, I am... I'm off all day. Like, I just can't... I don't know, it's just... It's, I have to have breakfast. It could just be a piece of bacon, it could be a bowl of cereal, it could be a muffin from Starbucks, but I have to have breakfast. So, and of course, now that, I have a, uh, now that I'm a mom, I have to make breakfast every day anyway, so, you know. But I guess when you're a single guy, no, well, Christopher's not single, but I guess, you know, my husband doesn't eat breakfast either, and it's like, why? I don't get it. I, I don't know how you can go without eating breakfast. I just don't get it, because you're starving when you wake up in the morning, usually. Anyways, enough, enough of my rant there. So they are, uh, they're hungry, but you know, they have to get the body. They have to take care of the body first. And the funny thing about this is they're talking about this with like people walking around them. 
Where are we going to dump him? How are we going to dump him? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, like, people are walking around. Like, that's what Polly says. How you doing? To, like, this guy with his kids. It's like, he seems like such a nice guy, but he's, like, talking about burying a body. It's just funny. And, Paul, and they're in Polly's car, by the way. They're in Polly's car. Uh, which is, like, a caddy, I think. Cadillac. So, uh, this is where the story begins. And it just gets worse and worse from here. The next scene, Tony is at his his therapy appointment with Dr. Melfi. And he tells her that he's seeing one of her patients. I forgot to mention that, guys. <laughs> Gloria's one of her patients. They met to get they met because there was like a mix up and I think Tony gave her the appointment. Like they they she they were she double booked them and Tony gave her the appointment and that's how they met. Uh so he's telling Melfi, you know, that he's he's happy he's really happy in his life right now. He's happy with her, she's happy with him. He's a better husband, a better father because of that he's happy. Um like wow. <laughs> that's just that's just sad, you know. And she says, "Do you really think she's happy?" I mean, she knows she's her therapist. It's like, "Yeah, she's happy when she's with me." So, you know, Dr. Melfi knows about this girl and knows her history and her past relationships and everything. So, I mean, she knows a lot more than Tony does. Tony's only been seeing her for, like, maybe a couple months at this point. So, you know, he's just saying, you know, being with Gloria, he's like, I love my wife, but being with Gloria makes me happier than any of the Prozac or any of this other bullshit that you're giving me for therapy. It's a big, that's a strong statement. How does a person make you happy and not want to, you know, I mean, how pros, uh, this is a, this is a controversial subject because I take anti-depression, anti-anxiety meds as well. I take uh, Zoloft and it helps me. And if I don't take it for a couple of days, I know I can tell, you know, my, I just feel different. So that's kind of Tony saying, you know, Gloria is the cure for his depression and his anxiety. No, <laughs> you're so wrong, Tony. So Polly and Christopher arrive at Pine Barrens, which is like so desolate. Snow everywhere, dead trees, just totally quiet and dead. And they, uh, this is where the situation turns pretty bad. What do you think? I think we should have ate. Hawksuck <laughs> is still alive! Look at this. He chewed through the tape. <laughs> fucking piece of shit! Keep following me. I'll put one in your head. Fuck your fucking mother! Get the shovel, Chris. Hey, asshole, don't you know better than to wear pajamas in the middle of winter? (laughs) Think this is far enough? It'll do. Fuck you doing? You think we're digging a hole? That's right, shithead. Get to work. I know the ground's kind of hard, but give it some of that Siberian action. 
Я вас всех поубиваю, суки! Щара. Вы что думаете, что мне холодно? Ну, вам холодно, а мне нет. Я по яйцам в холодной воде ходил. Америкозы сраные. Фу! Фокси Сайен. Who gives a shit? Keep digging. Not that it matters now. But we didn't come to your house to kill you. That mouth of yours. You gotta learn to shut the fuck up. How far is it to Atlantic City? Ah! Okay, I know that was a long clip. I apologize, but it's important. So if you if you couldn't hear from the clip, they're going to make Valerie dig his he's he's obviously alive still. They're gonna make Valerie dig his own hole and you know, his own grave basically. And Christopher gets hit by a shovel. And then Valerie takes off. And they're shooting him and they're trying to find they're they're chasing after him in the snow. Chris Polly loses a shoe. Uh you know, it's just, just goes from bad to worse. They finally shoot him and a whole shit ton of blood comes out. Like, like they blew his, it wasn't his head, but they, it looks like they hit him on the shoulder maybe. And then he disappears. They're like, okay, we got him. And then he disappears and they're like, what the fuck happened to him? And they, the, the trail of blood just basically stops. <laughs> they're looking up at the tree to see if he went up at the tree. They can't figure it out. He's completely gone. And... They're trying to, you know, they're, they're just, they're baffled. They don't know what to do. So then the next scene, AJ's watching TV. It's actually a song I remember from this time. He's watching a video by Blur called Coffee and TV. And Tony makes a call to Christopher and Polly. Fuck, I believe this. Hello. Where the fuck you been? We're down the pine barrens. Did you wrap the package? Not yet. We were about to. We had a little problem. What problem? The package hit Chrissy with an implement and ran off. Ran off? I thought you said it was, uh, you know. I thought it was, Steve. Complicated. We're looking for it now. Oh, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. I said we're looking for it. It's like she gets sciatica. The whole world right. Could survive. The package? Is there any way the package could survive? Talk! God damn it! Is there any way the package could survive? No, T. No fucking way. It's my life, and I'll live it any way I please. I'm serious, girl. Cocksucker! What? I got a meeting with Slava. I could be walking into a fucking buzzsaw! T? T, hello? Fuck. What'd he say? I don't know. He's all fucking worried about this Slava asshole. I know we don't work with this guy, but you gotta wonder what Tony's got going. None of our fucking business, is it? I'm a fucking captain. You got a match? My lighter's in the car. Mine too. <laughs> the funniest part about that scene is, you know, Tony's trying not to have AJ hear him, you know? He's trying to, like, he's he's like in a corner of the kitchen talking, but he's He's Tony. He's loud and he's boisterous, <laughs> but he um, he don't, when when he says, "Is there any way the patch package could survive?" Anthony like or AJ looks at Tony like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like he just has this funny look on his face. 
And I mean, you know, it's been established many times that he knows what his dad does for a living. But just little things like this is, I like this, like the little touches they put on the show, you know, like to like the family, you know, there's like this one episode, I don't remember, I think it's season one, where they're, Tony and Carmela are lying in bed and Tony says, hey, calm, you think he knows? She goes, I don't know, but I know Meadow knows. And it's just, you know, you know you got to tell your kids eventually what you do for a living. They're going to figure it out, you know. But it's just when they get older, like Anthony's in high school now, AJ's in high school now, and, you know, I'm sure all his friends know about him. And there's this one episode where he gets in a fight. This is season one. He gets in a fight with one of his friends and basically like one of his one, I don't know it's like one of this it's like a bully a bully that uh picks on Anthony they get in a fight he rips his shirt and the bully ends up like giving Anthony money like you know like like he knows who Tony's dad is so he ends up like you know kissing his ass it's kind of funny and that's only in season one and then I know later in the seasons uh he's got some new friends like maybe season four maybe five I don't remember he has some new friends and they are talking about hey what's it like having your dad like in the mafia you know and like like he's our you know it's like it's kind of cool you know but and they said is it like the godfather you know and they're totally like you know comparing it to movies and stuff so I just want to point that out that I thought that was really funny the look he gives him is hilarious Polly and Christopher are they decide to just give up, you know, and go back to the car. They said, "Well, the squirrels will eat him." You know, they they assume he's dead, and he, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, uh, <laughs> somebody will find him. Whatever. Well, they somebody will either may or may not find him because it's it's pretty barren out there. Hence the name. So they they're looking for the car. They get lost looking for the car. So that's where we leave them. They're lost. They're cold. They have no jackets, no winter clothes on, and they're starving. So Tony goes to meet with Slava, who is the boss of the of Valerie, and he's all nervous. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know if he knows. You know that he's missing. He asks him. He sees pictures of <laughs> of Slava with Valerie from the like the army and stuff. And Slava tells him, you know, I don't know what I'd do without him. You know, he's like a brother to me. And Tony's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so then we get this call. Take it easy. We'll find it. I'm busy. My fucking head is killing me. Hello? Hard to make connection, so I'm going to talk fast. The guy you're looking for is some kind of ex-commando or some shit. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. T? T, that you? Ah, damn it. I didn't hear what you said, Tone. So I'm going to talk fast. The guy you're looking for is an ex-commando. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nice, huh? He was with the Interior Ministry. Guy, some kind of Russian Green Beret. This guy cannot come back to tell this story. You understand? I hear you. There he is, Paulie. Tone? Tone, you there? I do. Call me back! 
You're not going to believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an interior decorator. This house looked like shit. <laughs> That's got to be one of the best lines ever uttered on this show. His house looked like shit. So I looked up interior ministry because I was really curious on what that was. The interior ministry is a government ministry responsible for eternal affairs, particularly public security, emergency management, silver registration and identification, supervision of regional and local governments, conduct of elections, public administration and immigration. Wow. So he was a pretty big guy up there and I'm looking for Russian by country. See anything about Russian in here? I don't see anything about Russian in here. But he's a big dude. He's 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 a big he's he's got a uh, yeah, he he's got to come he cannot live to tell the story. <laughs> exactly what Tony says. So, I I don't know if anybody's ever had these problems with cell phones, but I've never had a problem with this like where like, you know, in the and the other the previous line or the previous clip, uh what what a couple of previous clips before that, uh it was somebody cutting in with their own phone conversation, another person. And I've never had that experience. Maybe in New York, New Jersey, I don't know. But I've never had that experience, even back in 2001, which I don't think I even had a cell phone back then. I don't think I got one until 2002. But still, uh, it's it's different, huh? They, they, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have this situation these days. So Christopher and Polly are still lost and getting hungrier and colder by the minute. Okay, you guys, I took a little break and I watched the new Dexter episode, okay? You guys, this show, if you haven't seen it, wow. It, I, I can't even describe how good this new season is. It's like worlds above the original series. And it's like, I wanted to keep going, but I don't know if it's going to. You know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I don't know if it's going to keep going to. But basically, everything that us as the fans wanted to see happened in this this previous, this this current episode. So... It's a little tidbit there. I'll get back to the show now. So, you know, it's dark already. And Polly and Christopher are still trying to find their car. They can't find it. Then they see an abandoned van with, like, no wheels at the back of it. And they break into it to get some warmth. And they go in there and they're looking for anything. You know, Polly, his his foot is, like, almost frozen off, you guys, okay? Because he lost his shoe I don't know why he didn't go back and get his shoe. I mean, you know, I was just in the snow yesterday. The snow was deep, but I didn't lose a shoe or anything. But I wouldn't have. I, I will tell you what I did lose. I lost I lost my cell phone in the snow yesterday. Luckily, somebody found it for me. I mean, I don't know if it, it fell through the snow. It's not heavy, but it was right there, you know. But if somebody, like, lost a shoe, wouldn't you go try to find the shoe? Especially if you're stranded. Right? I don't know. That's just me. But so they find the van. Uh, Polly finds like a piece of felt or I don't even know, like a piece of cloth to put over his foot. And they're still looking for, you know, they're still looking for food. Christopher looks at himself in the mirror and he sees like he's going to need like serious stitches for his eye because he got whacked in the face with a shovel. I mean, that's got to hurt, man. And then uh, the Soprano family, you know, Tony, AJ, Carmela are having dinner. And Tony's, like, not eating any of his food. And Carmelo's like, you're not hungry? Oh, I had a late lunch. We know that he's going to go see his gumar. 
for dinner. So, you know, asshole. That's just my, my thoughts. He's an asshole. <laughs> we go back to Polly and Christopher in the van, and we have this conversation. Could be him out there stalking us. What, what? His cock? Think about it, Chrissy. Even if he's alive, he's unarmed and bleeding like a sieve. He's in the woods. He's in his pajamas. It's the fucking Yukon out there. Probably thinks we left anyway. If he's alive, which he ain't. What's that? Nathan's bag. Fuck, there's some ketchups and shit. They clean? I don't know. They were in the bag. They were a little halfway frozen. Fuck it. Give me some. Not bad. Mix it with the relish. <laughs> I mean, if you're hungry, you're hungry. You're going to eat whatever you want, right? Whatever you find. I, can, I mean, ketchup and mustard. I'm not a mustard person, but ketchup will be okay, even if it's frozen. It's like, you know, eating a ketchup ice cube. I mean, dude, it's still something, you know, it's still something that goes in your in your body. You know, some kind of nutrient. I don't know if that's nutrients, but it's something. So they're starving. They're cold. They're eating ketchup. <laughs> but they're in a car. They're not out in the woods anymore. They're in a car. They're, they won't die out in the cold. They're just, you know, they're hurt. You know, it, it's probably the worst situation possible out there, you know. Uh, you know... It kind of surprised me that they can't find the car. I mean, I don't know, like... You know, nowadays you can find your car, right? You have a little cell phone app on there that says, find my car, or find my whatever, you know, but... Or you have a fob, you know. But I guess back then you didn't. I don't know. So, uh, then Tony... Uh, to they're still at... We'll see. So, Tony, uh, sorry, Carmelo's parents, uh, I think their name are, is Hugh and Angela. Angela? Yeah, they come over and they say that um, Hugh has to have glaucoma surgery. So, that delays Tony in going to see Gloria, which is going to be a problem. Polly calls Tony again and he throws Christopher under the bus, like the asshole that he is, saying, yeah, Christopher doesn't know when to shut up. And, and Tony's like, wait. I thought he sucker punched you. And he goes, yeah, he did, but your nephew, he, he, need, he needs a talking to or some, some crap like that. Polly's just doesn't want to take the blame. He's, he knows he, he fucked up. He knows that it was his fault, but he doesn't want to take the blame. Then we get Meadow uh, trying to call Jackie Jr. I guess he was supposed to meet her. He bailed on her. And... You know, she doesn't have a car, which I think is kind of surprising. She doesn't have a car in New York. And maybe it was one of those things, like, she, I, 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 want, I, I want to say that, like, a previous episode, you know, she said, well, I don't have a car. And, and Carmela says something like, well, you didn't want a car. And I have been in New York, and I wouldn't want a car either, you guys. The traffic is horrendous. The parking is terrible. And there's just no, no, I wouldn't want a car either. I would take the public transportation. There's lots of it. You know, just, 
no no car no car in new york unless you lived like in upstate new york but if you live in manhattan which she lives in which is where my my brother actually went to school at columbia it's uh it's not in the best area i won't lie it's not in the best area but it's um there you know it's where a lot it's in a pretty it's like right in the middle basically so uh she goes and asks asks her uh her next door neighbor if she can borrow her car and we leave it at that tony arrives to gloria's three hours late which means he got there at midnight because she said dinner's at nine whoa that's late yeah dinner she says dinner's ruined yeah dinner would be ruined at that point sorry i had some family shit come up yeah which family your regular family or your mafia family that's always the question uh he tries to kiss her and you know and she she uh obliges and then uh then we see christopher lighting a trying to light a fire outside the van and he hears a twig again and he goes back in the car in case you know valerie's out there trying to hunt them down which they still think that's a possibility and i i guess so this guy seems like he's indestructible so they have to they're freezing they don't have anything to put over them and i I forgot to mention you guys they're only wearing leather jackets they don't have winter coats they don't have beanies they don't have they got nothing for the snow i mean it's gonna be cold and they actually have to rip up the carpet in the back like the the interior carpet in the car to uh use that as a blanket that's i mean you gotta do what you gotta do to survive right I wanted to be treated like shit, I'd get married. Sorry. Something came up. Center is fucking ruined. Well, we'll go out. Any way you want. Well, don't be like that. Consider it prick. Said I was sorry. Family shit. Couldn't be avoided. Let me make it up to you. You were supposed to be here three hours ago. I know. I'm here now, aren't I? What are you doing? Calling Tony again. You're gonna piss him off, Paulie. Fuck him! We're gonna die out of here. We're fucking starving out here. What do you want me to do about it? Come fucking get us. You don't even know where the fuck you are. Exit 12. What? Exit fucking 12. Pike's Hollow or some shit. Pike's Hollow. There's a dirt road at the turnoff. We're parked about a mile in near some... Picnic table. When I find the car, then what? I don't know. 
Put my nephew on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, T. Are you all right? I don't know. My head's killing me. Well, I can't hear you. My head hurts. I think I got a concussion. All right, just stay calm. Bring some food, all right? Some fucking shoes, too. All right. Hang in there. I gotta go. <laughs> like, fuck what Tony says. Come save us. We're going to die out here. I mean, maybe? But they're in a car. I mean, you got homeless people that live on the streets in the snow, and they're just fine. I mean, I don't know how cold it is out there, but... I mean, it looks cold, but it's not snowing. You know, it looks cold. Uh, I mean, it might snow later, but it's not snowing now. And they're in a car, you know, they'll be okay, I think. I mean, I don't know. They're just, they're just, uh, yeah, they're, they're not, they're not okay. They're definitely, I guess the, the most, the most troubling thing is that they're both, you know, Polly has frostbite on his foot and Christopher has like a, a concussion. So yeah, that's kind of a problem there. So, um, I gotta go. Do you think that she's going to be okay with him, you know, having to leave? Ooh, think again. She flips out on him. I mean, she, yeah, she's like, do you think you're just going to come over here and fuck me and then leave? That's what a gumar is, right? I mean, I'm not trying to, like, shame anybody, but that's what a gumar is. You know? I mean, Yeah. You're his fuck buddy. Of course you're going to do that and leave. He's a mafia guy. He's got shit to do. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no, it's pretty fucked up. But he, uh, he's leaving and that, you know, he <laughs> she's trying to think of what she can do to piss him off. Because he's leaving. He's getting dressed and he's leaving. She picks up the steak and throws it at his head. Oh my god, every time I watch that scene I laugh so hard. I don't know what it is, but it's so funny that he's having meat thrown at him. I don't know why it's so funny to me, but and he just gives her this like this stare of like death. Death stare. And she stares back at him. And they just have this like unspoken like oh shit. You know, this is not good. He leaves and she freaks out. But he has to leave. He really Needs to save his, his, his crew. Meadow goes to Jackie Jr.'s apartment and catches him with another girl. And that's pretty much it. They're done. That was it, guys. I'm not even kidding. That was the whole scene. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. There was a little part more to that. He says to the girl. I th the girl, like, like tries to beat her up. And the girl who, to, who drove Meadow. I guess she drove her. Uh, I don't remember her name. The one, uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't remember her name right now. But he, she drove him, she drove her to Jackie's apartment, you know, to see where he was. And he was with another girl. They come outside and scream at each other, scream obscenities. It's like the Jerry Springer show. And then once Meadow's gone, Jackie says, do you know who her father is? Yeah, do you know who her father is? You're cheating on his daughter. This is not going to end well for you. Okay, so Tony goes to Junior's house to pick up Bobby. And he sees, <laughs> Junior's like, he's like, oh, I didn't think you were going to be up. And Junior says, 
I'm going through chemo. I never sleep. I mean, that's that's sad. He's probably up puking half the night. Remember, Bobby is Junior's uh, like uh, helper, like assistant. And uh, <laughs> Bobby comes in wearing like an orange vest, like camping gear, kind of like camouflage gear, and a big hunter's hat. And Tony just dies laughing. He's trying to pour himself a drink and he can't do it. He's laughing so hard. Junior's laughing. It is so funny. I'm going to play the clip for you. Are you kidding me? It's an emergency. What do you want from me, huh? Well, what do you think, you fucking whore? Just calm down. Now, you think you're just going to come over here and fuck me? You know what? I don't got time for this shit. Oh, now you're going to leave your low-life piece of shit. You know what? Here, take your fucking dinner. What have you been eating? Steak? No. I don't know. I need to borrow a shirt. Want some tea? No. enough you wake me in the middle of the night i gotta get my balls broken too go with my nephew do what he says i gotta change my shirt <laughs> i got my limits too junior <laughs> Look, tony is literally leaning over the sink laughing his ass off junior's like Go help my nephew. And, Jude, and Bobby's like, you know, I'm not going to take this shit. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, I, I don't know what Junior told him. Like, we're going to go rescue some people in the woods. You know, our his Tony's crew in the woods. But, like, what is he wearing? It's so funny. He's wearing, like, full camo, like, outfit. <laughs> and then an orange vest over that and a hunting hat. And he just looks so determined, like, to go out there and kick some ass. Oh, God, it's so funny. And you'd rarely see Tony laughing like this. It's it's hilarious. It's one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. And I know I, I'm on a Sopranos group on Facebook, and I know that a lot of people agree with that. So they're off to go find Christopher and Polly. And Tony's like, you know, Tony's just thinking, what the hell? What else can go wrong tonight? Polly and Christopher are... It, they find out that it's 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> Christopher finds out that Polly's eating Tic Tacs. I didn't know I had them on me. Yeah, what? A, and Christopher freaks out about that. He goes outside to get away from Polly because Polly's pissing him off. And then we get this scene. Oh, by the way, Tony and uh, Bobby have already arrived. They talk, call a cell phone, but again, there's a crossed line, crossed wire, and he can't hear him. That happens every single time he uses a phone. It's like, 
maybe get a different phone. I don't know. That's just my thoughts, you know. Also, another thought is, I mean, maybe this is, I mean, this is back then when, like, you know, cell phones lasted a a lot longer, but, like, your cell phone, your cell phone charge would not last all day, right? Am I wrong on this? It wouldn't last all day. It would be dead by then. Oh! Do that by your own window. I don't want to smell your piss. Fuck you. What did you say? You heard me. Don't make me pull rank on you, kid. Fuck you, Paulie. Captain or no captain, right now we're just two assholes lost in the woods. Do yourself a favor, Chrissy, and go back to fucking sleep. Why, so you could choke me? What? Think I'm stupid. I heard you on the phone trying to blame this on me. What the fuck you talking about? You fucked up with the Russian prick, now you're worried about Tony. You wait till I'm asleep, then you'll choke me so he'll just have your version. Choke you right now, you fuck! I'll leave you here, you want you cocksucker! Put it down, Chrissy. You know how fast I can run, I'll leave you in the fucking dust! All the shit we've been through. You think I really kill you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Promise me you won't leave me here. I'm not going to leave you. <sighs> I love that scene because... If you guys remember, season three is when Christopher becomes, he gets made, you know, he gets his button, whatever, and Polly is kind of like his, he takes over Polly's roles, most of his roles. I mean, I only know this because I just, I literally just watched this episode last night, and he takes over like his gambling and all that stuff, and Polly and Christopher have like this love-hate relationship, right? And through the whole season, they have this love-hate relationship, but now... They're just two mafia guys stuck in the woods, you know, and they're not, <laughs> you know, not one life is more precious than the other life. They're, they're both, they're both, uh, they're both equal, I guess you could say. And yeah, he says, do you think I'd kill you? And Christopher says, yeah, I do. And I agree. I think Christopher would kill him. Mm-hmm. So... It's funny, like, they're kind of going crazy. Like, especially Christopher, he's going crazy. Like, he just starts laughing maniacally. I mean, that is... It's interesting, it's interesting to see what would have happened if Tony and uh, Bobby hadn't rescued them, which he's, they're about to do right now. But it w- it's interesting to see what would have happened. You know, if somebody would have killed them and... You know, you've seen a live. <laughs> somebody would have killed them and, you know did some cannibalism on him. I mean, it's just interesting just to know, to think about what could have happened if they hadn't been saved. They would have been saved, though. So then Polly and Christopher decide... It's it's the next morning. They're still alive. Polly has made some shoes out of the carpet from the car. And he's very resourceful. <laughs> and then they get out of the car. They just they decided to start walking since it's, you know, it's light out. They can see. No animals probably going to attack them. I wonder what animals are out there in New Jersey forests. I have been to New Jersey. I went to Atlantic City. And I do remember 
that New Jersey is very woodsy. Lots of trees, lots of forest. I And I was very surprised by that. I never thought New Jersey was like that. Um, but I was, yeah. I mean, you know, you learn. You learn when you go over there. But anyways, uh, Tony and Bobby finally find them. They give them sandwiches. And, of course, they give Polly some shoes. <laughs> and uh, everything's good. They find where Polly previously parked, and the car's missing. Who took the car? The only people out in those woods that they know of were Valerie and them. So who took the car? Hmm. Well, I'll give you guys a spoiler. It never comes up again. We never hear about the Russian guy. He apparently got away with Polly's car. Why wouldn't they track the car? Why wouldn't they trace the license plate? I don't know. Uh... It just never explained again. It's just one of those episodes. It's a one one off episode where most of the um, aside from Meadow and her her drama with Jackie, most of it is. I mean, pretty much the whole episode is the the situation in the in Pine Barrens. There's not really any other things going on that I'm um, Tony. Oh, uh, uh, that's true. Tony and Gloria. Um, you know, the, the end of their relationship is beginning here, you know, but yeah, I mean, this is the most popular episode. I don't know why it's so popular. Maybe because what, what I get out of it is like, you know, Polly starts off with like a manicure. He's looking great. He's all clean and dressed nice. Christopher too, you know, and then they end up like you know, crazy hair, wide-eyed, you know, begging for ketchup packets, you know, at the very end of this, and it's, I, I, that might be why, also, it's really funny, there's a lot of funny lines in it, I mean, I don't know why it's, why it's so, I mean, Steve Buscemi did direct it, kind of reminds me a little bit of Fargo, to be honest with you, um, like, just a little bit, I don't know, uh, anyways, they, they all reconcile and they get in the car where it's warm and they eat their food and there's <laughs> this funny conversation here. I can't believe it. I fucking love that car. Probably kids or something. What if it was the guy? You got the money? It was in the car. That's all I asked you to do, Paulie. Sorry, T. It couldn't be helped. Guy fucking lunged at us. Listen, Tom, I know I fucked up, but... It's okay, really. Just forget it. What do you think? You want to look for this guy or what? You tell me. Is it worth it? I hit him in the head, Tom. I saw it with my own eyes. Is it possible this fuck made it out of here alive? It's hard to say. Flesh wound, maybe. Headshot, I don't know. On the other hand, anything's possible. You're a captain. What do you want to do? Fuck it. Let's go home. All right. Well, let's be clear on this right now. 
This cocksucker crawls out from under a rock. He's your problem, not mine. You deal with Slava, you take the heat, you pay the price. Capiche? Fine. Mayonnaise on your chin. What? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Something's fucked up here. Because one minute she's fine, next minute she's a fucking lunatic. Manny's, Manny's. I love that. Oh, I got so funny. Uh, that's another famous line from this show. I don't know why, but yeah. So, like I said, uh, it's their problem if this guy Valerie comes back, but he never does, guys. It's really not a spoiler. He just never comes back. So, basically, like I said, it's just a one off episode. No worries. It's like one of those ones that everything gets resolved at the end, you know. <laughs> but I did forget that there is more to this episode. I thought that the end of the episode was them driving away, but it's not. Tony goes to see Dr. Melfi and he says, How, why didn't you tell me she was crazy? You know, Gloria was crazy. And, you know, he's upset because she didn't tell him. And, yeah, that's a good question. But, I mean, <sighs> Tony... She's seeing a therapist. She's seeing a psychiatrist. Don't you think that she might have some problems there? Just like you do? I mean, come on. So, you know, Dr. Melfi's like, well, I think you're attracted to these crazy, volatile women. You know, Irina was crazy. She tried to kill herself. Gloria's crazy. Fatal attraction. Uh, I can't remember who else. No, I think that's it for the for the first three seasons. And then she's like, does that remind you of anybody? Bringing his mother up again. He's attracted to people that are like his mother. Isn't that creepy and weird and like gross? Ew. So that's the end of the episode. Um, that song that was playing, uh, really love that song. I think it fits perfectly with the theme of this episode. And then it actually comes back in the next episode. I'm a big, per I'm a big fan of like classical music and... I wouldn't say it's classical, it's like opera more. But love that song, love the episode. Uh, it's so different. Like, I will tell you right now that if you've never seen a Sopranos episode and you watch this one, you're not going to be one, one, like missing anything because there's not a lot of continued storylines except for Gloria, yeah. Meadow, yeah. But as far as like the... There's not a lot of people in this episode. It's just a lot of just the same people. You never see Tony's crew. He never goes to the Bada Bing. You know, you never see Ralphie and all these other people from season three. 
uh, Silvio barely is in it because he was sick. I wonder if he was really sick in real life. It's interesting. Um, and now we know, you know, from the trivia that this was supposed to be a season two episode. I'm trying to think where they could have fit that in. But, um, no, can't really think about that. Uh, season two was fantastic, but uh, it kind of, I guess when you think about it, it does kind of seem out of place. And the whole reason, you know, Meadow, Meadow and Jackie broke up because, you know, he's going to be coming back for more of these episodes in the season and he, he meets an untimely end, sadly. That's not really a spoiler. I think you guys can see that coming a mile away. <laughs> But, uh, he, he really fucks up, and I'm trying to think what happens. I'm, oh my gosh, I can't remember what he does. He goes against a family somehow, though. Um, oh, I remember, I remember, okay, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of one of those episodes that, like I said, you just don't really need to have a previous or a you know, a next episode or a previous episode. You just can watch that and be like, oh, that's a pretty good show, you know. A lot of people just say, oh, I've seen that one in the snow. It's kind of like with Star Wars, you know. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, the one in the snow. Oh, you mean Empire Strikes Back? The second movie? You know, it's kind of funny. All right, guys, so that's the end of that. Um, don't know what I'm going to be doing next week. I will update you guys. You can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast. Uh, I want to talk about a new show. Two new shows. Wait a minute. Did I talk about the other one? Okay. I think I did. I think I talked about Yellow Jackets, right? Okay. Well, this show, people have been telling me to watch this for years, you guys. It's been on since 2018. And that's older than my son. <laughs> so that's all. That's over three years ago. Well, now it's almost four years. And... My son was born 2019, so yeah, 2018, I think it started in, like, maybe the winter, or spring, or sorry, fall of 2018, called You. Now, the reason people told me to watch this is because it's a lot like Dexter, and yeah, it definitely is like Dexter, and it's really good. It's different, though, you guys. It's, like, very, very techy. Like, there's a lot of social media talk, and there's a lot of, you know, screenshots of things, and in that way, it's different than Dexter, because Dexter is more like, I don't know, uh, not that much, <laughs> not that much social media stuff, but it, basically, the guy, I mean, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, and I'm, I'm literally only through, like, the first half of season one, Okay. I mean, I don't have a lot of time to watch TV, sadly, but it's a show about a guy, he's a, he's a, uh, a bookstore owner, and he has, like, his own little soundproof room downstairs in the basement of his bookstore, and that's where he has his victims and stuff, and the thing is, I've only seen him kill one person, uh, and... It says, like, on Wikipedia that he's a serial killer. I have yet to see that. But he definitely has, like, a creepy psycho mind, you know. Uh, he's a stalker, basically. That's what the show's about. He's a stalker. And he stalks everybody. He stalks the girls he likes. He stalks the friends of the girls he likes. The family of the girl he likes. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But 
I just started watching. I watched it on the plane when I went to Oregon uh, last month or no, sorry, November now. I watched it. No, I went in December. That was last month. I'm sorry. Yeah, I watched it on the plane and I couldn't really get into it. And then I watched it again and I was like hooked. So I have three more seasons to catch up on. I think. No, sorry. Wait. Two more seasons. They're on. They're going into season four right now. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Uh, what else have I watched? That's pretty much it for that. Oh, I did watch a good movie on Netflix called Death to 2021. It's really funny. Uh, it is kind of like a, so what it is, it's like a, um, re recap show of like what happened in 2021, like you know, all the coronavirus stuff, all the variants, and then it talks about, like, all the news articles, Megan and Harry, and talks about a whole bunch of stuff, and it's really funny, and I was kind of hesitating to watch it because of politics, you know, like, I, uh, I'm a conservative, I won't ever go into more detail because you guys, you don't listen to that for politics, this is a TV, a podcast about TV, and I will not go into my politics, but, what I like about it is it's, it's, uh, they kind of make fun of both parties, conservative and Democrat. It's kind of funny. Republican and Democrat. So that's why I like it. Uh, so definitely check that out. Um, I talked about Made. I think that's all I've been watching this time. Uh, hope you guys had a good Christmas. Good New Year's. Uh, I had a good Christmas. I got a robot vacuum. Really, really cool robot vacuum. You guys, these things are awesome. Very cool. It vacuums my house and empties itself. And all I gotta do is push a button and empty it. Empty the canister. It's so easy, you guys. Um, my son had a really good Christmas. He actually really loves Christmas and was sad when we put all the Christmas stuff away today. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. it it's gonna be a good year. We started off yesterday going to the snow yesterday. Uh to, um, you know, we don't have snow in my town, but we went up to like an hour and a half away to the mountains. So that was fun. That's going to be like a little New Year's tradition every year. And I will decide what I'm going to be doing for podcasts in January. Um, I don't know. I have no theme. I'm just going to go with what I feel like I want to talk about that week, you know? Why not? So check out uh, you. And if you like Dexter, check out Dexter. It's so good, you guys. And uh, maybe check out Death to 2021. It's really good. Oh, and just as I was about to watch Dexter today, I saw, this is so me, you guys, because I'm very nostalgic, as you know. There's a show on Hulu called The Dark Side of the 90s. And they talk about Jerry Springer, and they talk about the cults in the 90s, like Heaven's Gate and Y2K crazy people and just everything you guys they talk about the viper room they talk about teen dramas like 90210 they talk about um internet and the you know the internet craze you know you know the shows like i love the 90s like on vh1 it's kind of like that but they talk about like dark stuff I'm, i'm excited to watch that i love love nostalgic shows like that uh Anyways, that's pretty much it. Like I said, you can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast and leave me a review. Um, that's pretty much it. So 
Happy New Year. Let's hope it's a good 2022 for everybody. I will tell you that 2021 was the worst year in a long time for me. Uh, we had a lot of illness, like I got COVID. Oh, my, my kids are home. My, my kids are home. My kids, I, my husband and my son. So, yep. So anyways, I will talk to you guys later. Thanks.